0: Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, FearscapePodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Josh here. Do you feel like mainstream options for things such as yoga, meditation, or documentaries and films meant to expand your mind are lacking? Have you heard of Gaia? Gaia is the largest resource of consciousness expanding videos. Both Stefan and I have watched several of the series, documentaries, and films. Available on topics such as the secret space program, channeling interdimensional beings, and alien encounters. We're just now exploring the over 8,000 films, shows, and classes available to stream on your favorite devices. To get your 10-day free trial of Gaia, go to fearscapepodcast.com slash Gaia Offer. Again, that's fearscapepodcast.com slash G-A-I-A Offer.
1: Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown.
2: One podcast at a time. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts, cryptids, aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale. Fear scale, fear
3: (laughs) scale. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another frightening episode of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on the road to episode 100. That's right, 100 amazing, fun episodes of Fearscape to make you stay up late and hold those blankets extra tight. Well, since we are on the road to 100, which will premiere sometime in early October... We're going to dig deep into the archives to when Fearscape had a radio show called Fearscape FM. As you recall, it was myself, Stefan, and host Brad McQueery. And these episodes will show you what fun we had while we were on the radio. So until then, we'll see you at 100.
4: The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented.
5: Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion, and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time, so... Beware.
2: Fearscape.
3: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Fearscape FM, here on 100.9 FM WCHQ. Daddy, I see a ghost. Mommy, I see a ghost. Uh, This is your home for all the things spooky and paranormal. Uh, I'm Stefan Gearhart, joined as always here with my co host, Mr. Brad McQueery.
5: Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, So I'm just sitting here, you know, looking across the bench at this handsome fella. um, And then there's Stefan. Fella, he's he's see through, he's transparent. Uh, somebody's behind me. He he doesn't hide anything from me. It's, it's quite it's quite nice. I can see the vehicles behind him. Well, I can tell you this: it's not Ed. No, there's no Ed this week. Um, I think we scared him away after <laughs> <did>. whispers Estate. state. <laughs> after whispers of state. <laughs> and then his um, uh, white knuckle driving back to Louisville on no gas. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we finished up last
3: week's episode, and the last bit we had to rush so fast that we were like, you know what? Let's come back. Let's do a follow up. We didn't even really get to touch on other people's stories or even flesh out some of our own, and so we wanted to take this opportunity to once again hit Whispers Estate. And uh, so, for those of you that didn't tune in last week, Whispers Estate is a very famous haunted house up in Mitchell, Indiana, um, and it's frightening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think frightening
5: is definitely an understatement for that for that location. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode yet, it is in the archives on the WCHQ app or on SoundCloud.
3: That's right, check that out. Uh, and uh, but we're going to be talking about some more, some other people's stuff, like I said, and we're going to flesh out a little bit because we talked about um, some of the things we may have picked up on recording, yeah. Uh, especially the breathing sound. We do have that. I want to talk a little bit about that before we play that. Um, it was something that we audibly heard.
5: Yeah. And you guys uh, kept thinking it was somebody upstairs, like blowing their nose or sneezing or something like that but when it started rotating around us that was the pudding moment yeah that of, was the pudding moment it's 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 here with us it's not upstairs it's definitely rotating around us yeah and
3: it gets louder and uh you know we we went upstairs and and it's the dining room area there's no one slept in the dining room area uh and so that was kind of debunked as well Um but it was a it was a heavy breath like heavy breathing. Um, it, you know, we were asking for a sign. We we're asking for a sign. Mm-hmm. And this whole time all of us felt like this thing was angry, didn't want us down there, and it was just like this you know that breathing that you do before you get mad? Oh like that.
5: <sighs> yeah. Or, or for me it's <clears throat> <laughs>
4: squeak.
3: Yeah, I squeak before I get mad. But yeah, that's what it sounded like. And uh so we'll let you decide. Here's a little clip.
4: I see someone standing right there, in between Brad and the pillar, directly in front of me. Mm -hmm. There's someone there. I can't stop staring.
5: That's real loud.
4: Yeah. There's someone breathing. I know. We mean you no harm. It's moving. Oh my God, that's so creepy. Turn on the light. Something's behind you, man. If you're there, give us another sign. Hmm. You don't think it's there anymore?
5: N- I don't want the sign. Oh. <laughs>
4: It was a good one. It was a very, very good one. That was legit exhaling.
3: Nope. Mm-mm. I seen that too. Yep. Something just smacked Breathe my leg hair? too. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Something just like brushed my leg mm-hmm. and like not in a like just hair going up thing. Like it was kind of like a. I
2: seen him right there Wait when you said
3: that. <sighs> it went. It's creepy. I'm like afraid to turn the light off. Right I now. know. I'm scared too. I don't want you to. Okay. I mean, it it, it distinct. I mean, you hear us Fruit even. You even hear us try to debunk it. We're like, is it the water pipe? You know, but yeah. a water pipe doesn't make that noise. Is it somebody upstairs? No, there's no one sleeping up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we don't know. And we I don't think
5: know. I think I caught an EVP in it. I'm not sure because we were talking a bit So if our listeners are listening to that clip If you guys want to like really dive in that clip If you can find an EVP uh, Let us know, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram At Pod, And uh, let us know what you find
3: Yeah, Uh, and so the next thing we wanted to talk about Is the only other thing that we got on uh, Audio, which was The ball bouncing, and I know (laughs) this one is weird Because you can't see it move And blah 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 blah, and it's basically Hey, take our word for it, but uh, I wish you could hear what we say after.
5: <laughs> yeah, let's just say it's a lot of expletives, expletives, bad, naughty words. That yeah, we can't say on the radio. <laughs> and so, but you
3: can distinctly hear this ball bouncing and the beginning of us freaking out. Uh, so this is when we were up in the seance room and we were pushing it uh, to, to move. Uh, to, we were just trying to get anything to happen at that point. And uh, that's when out of the blue... Oh, and it was a blue ball, too. That's funny. Out of the blue, it just bounces. And so listen to this and tell us what you think. I got a
2: creepy feeling. I got a creepy feeling between me and Brad. Kind of leaning on me.
3: Ooh, my hair is standing up. And my face. I have a cold spot from like
5: my elbows up to the back of my neck.
2: Something's here.
5: I feel static to my right.
2: I got a heaviness. And it's like leaning on me.
5: see you would you would say those bad words too yeah you would say those words i mean we didn't put the words in there but you can imagine what we said when all of a sudden a ball that is supposed to be stationary in its position is suddenly on the other side of the room where it should not be
3: (laughs) that's right uh whispers estate is so cool though like i just need to reiterate everyone needs to go to Whispersestate.com and they need to check out whisper's estate go spend an evening there i just thought of something what
5: you know how like with the paranormal the paranormal wants you to know that the paranormal is paranormal that it exists yeah and whisper's estate is not relatively well known in this area and then we go and we have a radio show and now the radio show is talking about whisper's estate so more people are going to go to whisper's estate which means more energy is going to be fed into the house which means the demons are going to come for us <gasps> and the owner is going to make a lot more money so it can stay open That's yep.
3: good That's good I'll take a <laughs> uh, few more Demon
5: hauntings For them to but stay this open is, uh,
3: Yeah check them out No we love them to death I'm only joking But uh, we love them to death They were really really great And please go check them out um, It's not far And uh, this has been covered By a number of different um, Shows on hauntings And things
5: like that I even found like YouTube clips Yeah which we'll talk of, about Yeah
3: we'll talk about that Lots of YouTube clips Lots of paranormal Investigation teams mm-hmm. um, And some of the stories That we're going to read to you today some of those cover those like their experiences uh some of the things that they found or felt some of them were so long you know we had to cut them down um <laughs> but the first one that we found that i want to talk about because we're going to get into other people's experiences before
5: here. we get into that can i give everybody a bit of a creepy catch-up that uh yeah that i've happened? had a pretty nothing week so uh so last weekend was memorial day weekend and my mom had a cook out at her house and my brother uh, brought his brought, brought my niece over His little girl She's like two or three She's standing in the kitchen uh, Facing towards a room At the back of the house And she starts pointing And goes Hi Hi And keeps no. waving At this empty part of the house There's doors shut How old shut. is she? Two or three.
3: Oh, perfect age dude.
5: Yeah So I'm like Okay that's kind of weird And I'm like What do you see Press? And she's like Hi And keeps waving And, and saying hi to something so I'm like, well, sh- we'll show me, take me to it. So she starts walking towards this back room and she points at the door and she goes open. And I'm like, okay, I'll open it. So I open it and she looks in and she starts waving and she goes, hi. And I'm like, press what's, what's in here? She's like, uh, and starts pointing towards a closet door. And at this point I'm like, okay, she's pointing towards a closet door. So I get out my like little ghost meter thing and I'm like, all right, let's see if something's in here. It started picking up on energy and I'm like, okay, something's definitely in here. So I turned it off. And I'm like, Presley, do you want to go into the room? She would not cross the threshold to go into the room. She (laughs) stayed at the doorframe. And then the weirdest part was uh, she started crying, covering her ears like she was hearing something. And then, like, kept pointing at the closet door again going, no, no, no. And then I, like, picked her up and took her back to my brother. And I was like, I don't think she should go in that back room anymore. There's something in there.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah,
5: that was crazy. My mom's sitting there like, um... Brad, I'm going to need you to take your ghosts and your demons and uh, take them elsewhere. I'm like, they was already here. I didn't bring them here. Mm, so I've told you, I have it was, told you this place is haunted. It
3: makes you wonder if it was a bad spirit or if it was just unfamiliar to her. So she was a little freaked out by it.
5: Well, I've, I've dog sat for her before in that house and I've caught things out of the corner of my eye. I've seen like a shadow standing in the hallway. So like I've, I've felt and seen things there, but it was just really interesting to see my niece experience something so I know kids are a lot more sensitive than adults are to it I'm just mm-hmm. like the, the selfish part of me was like I hope you never lose the sensitivity so when you're 10 years old we can go on adventures <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly exactly I'll be 38 when she's 10 oh no, <laughs> oh, no. um but yeah, let's get let's get into some stories that uh, we found across the interwebs uh, from people and their experiences. I want to get into a little bit about that. The first one that we have comes from a Lon Strickler at uh, Phantoms and and this was about their groups um, their groups investigation. So this kind of talks about a number of different people.
5: I am assuming they survived because they were able to document it.
3: I hope so. You you remember that PBS show, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. Oh, boy.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So, our investigation begins. The first thing we did was arm the house with recording devices. After what Doug had witnessed on his last visit, we wanted to be ready if the activity started to happen. We had a condenser microphone upstairs and downstairs. There was a video camera running along with another digital recorder in Rachel's bedroom upstairs and more handheld digital recorders downstairs with people. We dimmed the lights in the parlor and started talking to the air around us. I always feel stupid at the beginning of an EVP session because it feels like you're talking to nothing until it answers back. I was completely stunned when we started to hear the beginnings of many strange sounds that night with our own ears. Jared started asking Rachel questions, asking if she'd come out. The first sound of the evening was very strange and eerie. I can't quite explain it, but you can listen to it. It was coming from upstairs and no one was up there. The only thing on the second floor was our very inhuman recording equipment. Doug quickly exclaimed that was how the sound started during his last visit to Whispers. Excitement in the room grew when we continued to hear more sounds, including what sounded like two men talking. We couldn't make anything out except for mumbling. We continued to hear tinkering sounds and thuds, and the icing on the cake was the sound of someone running upstairs. With so much noise coming from the second floor, we decided to go to see if anything had been moved. We had set up Jack's a dresser and spelled Rachel's name in some magnetic letters. Okay, so first of all, break away from this story. Um, you just invite some trouble when you spell Ghost names with magnets. I'm just saying.
3: Oh, I know. And just to give a little sidebar uh that I didn't mention last time is that when we got upstairs on the first tour, yeah, as soon as she opened the door, I heard something run down the hallway. Do you yeah. remember me saying yeah. that? We
5: all heard it. It was I, like, oh, yeah. something just ran out of here. Yeah,
3: something like it, almost like what would be like a dog. Yeah, a small dog.
5: Yeah, I, th- I think even like uh, I think I had mentioned when we went into that room, I had looked down the hallway and seen like something kind of dark hunched over in the corner. And that was around the same time you said that we had all heard something like scatter. Yep. So anyway, back to their uh, their idea of using manual letters. Nothing had been disturbed. For the next session, myself and Bonnie stayed upstairs in Rachel's room, and the guys all stayed in the parlor. I laid there on the bed in the dark, able to see the dolls displayed on the dresser through the night shot on my video camera. One doll in particular was extra creepy. It was a burnt-up doll that has a strange story as to how it got that way. Doug told me, quote, Some past guests had asked, Rachel, show us what you look like. The doll dropped from out of nowhere onto either the staircase or at the end of Rachel's bed. I can't remember, but somehow I associated the doll story with both of those places. When a lady went to pick it up, it was smoking and hot to the touch burnt doll looked back at me and i was waiting for the disturbing thing to go flying off the dresser or turn its head all the way around but nothing happened bonnie started to breathe heavy and i think she was dozing off when suddenly a bunch of noise came from the attic and the parlor below the guys heard what sounded like a ball bouncing previously in the night doug had asked for rachel to bring us her jacks and balls Doug and Jared had decided to head up to the attic so that there were people on every floor. In the past, the attic has had a lot of activity, and currently, Jared was remodeling it to make more rooms available for the bed and breakfast. And if you know a thing or two about the paranormal, you might have heard remodeling in a home almost always seems to stir up paranormal activity even more. Bonnie and I heard what sounded like boards being dropped. We yelled up to Doug and Jared, asked if they were okay, and Doug yelled back, "'It's paranormal! We need a flashlight! Quick!' Bonnie bolted off the bed and dashed up the attic. I didn't have a flashlight and, shamefully will admit, stayed on the bed for a few seconds, paralyzed, and just a tad spooked out. Someone finally shined a light inside the dark bedroom for me, and I bolted to the attic with everyone else. Doug and Jared were stumped as to what had happened. They were sitting in the small attic space when they heard the sound of a ball drop on the floor and then a few loose boards that were leaning on the wall moved and actually hit Jared on the head. The ball found was the missing Jack's ball Doug had asked for earlier in the evening. While on a break between EVP sessions, the overpowering smell of old cologne and shaving cream infused the parlor. The smell moved around the room and particularly seemed to plague Bonnie, who could hardly stand it. No one there had cologne on, and the smell came and went. After more EVP sessions with more strange noises, Jared and Bonnie headed back up to the attic. They weren't up there long when they yelled for us to come up. We ran upstairs again like a herd of elephants and didn't know what to say when we saw about nine jacks laying on the attic floor. Bonnie said she even heard the sound of a ball bouncing in the attic, but once the lights were on, no ball was found. Eventually, the activity seemed to slow down along with us. I started to drift off to sleep at 4.30 a.m., and the door between our room and the dining room opened. There was a chain lock on it, so it didn't open all the way. I kicked my boyfriend and told him the door was opening, and he mumbled something about the door jam not being true. So, did the door just open on its own, or did one of the resident ghosts come down to tuck us into bed? Who knows? Our buddy Jason's room was next to ours, and the lights blazed in his room all night long. Jason was told his room was a doctor's operating office in a highly active room. With how the night had gone, Jason wasn't going to take any chances and kept the lights on all night.
3: Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to their story, um, but that
5: was the meat of it there. You know, like, wow. Yeah, I just, that, that became... That became the theme of the night for us, was light, good, dark, bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was every time, every time we turn off the
3: lights, that's when things would happen. Yeah, one thing we definitely didn't mess with, and I think all of us felt uncomfortable with, was moving the jacks and the balls. Like, uh, not a lot of people messed with them in the house. I think we were all like, they're where they are. Yeah, they we- should stay there.
5: Didn't touch the chain piles, did not touch any of the jacks or the jack and balls or nothing.
3: Well, not true,
5: uh, we did move one change pile, the one in the seance room. Oh, yeah. Wait, you're a fall. You touched it.
3: Yeah. Now that I'm <laughs> sitting there thinking about it, we moved one change fi- pile, and that's the one where we get change thrown at us.
5: Yeah, that, uh, puddin'. Weird, I didn't even moving. think about that. Wait, didn't you guys do a, uh, a talking board session up there? We did. Did yeah. you move any of the stuff when you did it?
3: Yeah, we had to, because we had to, um...
5: Hmm. set the board down because that, that thing was right in the middle of the But you guys probably had uh, flashlights or something going we did. on. Okay. So that's why I was like, yeah, there's lights. I don't want to do nothing. Yeah, we had flashlights
3: going the whole time. Um, well, this next one uh, comes from uh, another uh, another paranormal investigation group. These guys are from americanspectralsociety.com. And uh, this is one of their experiences.
1: The first inexplicable situation occurred when the tour began. Joey Tito's video camera malfunctioned to the point where no video was even being captured, but audio was recorded without issue. With that said, no video was recorded during the investigation. The tour lasted a little over an hour, but before it was over, we were teased by the spirits in the house. As the tour guides brought the team through the house room by room, they were cautious to assure they closed the doors behind them as the tour moved on. While in one of the rooms on the second floor, a downstairs door slammed inexplicably. This event excited the team and presented the beginning to what appeared to be a full night of paranormal happenings. As the tour drew to its end, the team broke into groups and explored the building on their own, floor by floor. While investigating, Joey began taking pictures throughout the house. In one room in particular, he thought he had captured the local entity named Big Black, as he noticed dark, wavy black sections appearing in a couple of the photos he had taken. Upon further examination, it was deemed a shutter malfunction, as the shutter was taking a long time to completely open while taking pictures, causing black, anomalous shapes to appear in the frame. Artie Schramm, one of the team members, was spooked by something so badly that he refused to go anywhere in the house alone included the bathroom he had to use the bathroom badly but held it all night until the investigation was over this was the first time this has happened during an investigation to us Artie did not share what spooked him so badly but he has no desire to return to Whisper's estate in the future Lisa Crick stated that she felt as if something accompanied the team in the waiting room attributing this to the uneasy feeling the team felt when spending time there the light fixture in the servants living quarters swung violently on its own in the doctor's exam room, several cold spots were felt and the bed inexplicably shook. Footsteps were heard throughout the evening as well as what sounded like doorknobs being manipulated in various rooms. At one point during the evening, Lisa became violently ill, almost to the point of loss of consciousness.
5: That's normally a um, sign of a dark entity, isn't it? When you yeah. start feeling Ill, yeah, getting um, Ill, it's trying to oppress you. It's a pr- oppression or possession. I think oppression is the beginning of a possession. So when you start feeling like super sick, um, mm-hmm. a common uh, a common sign of a demonic possession and hauntings is pain in your spine or uh, pain on your right side. Hmm. And for some reason, those two spots. Um, a lot of the like in paranormal investigation shows you watch, like Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, stuff like that. When they start feeling that entity trying to attack them or attach to them they'll start feeling pain in their bones and a lot of time it's the spine uh, mainly the lower part of the spine and some researchers believe it's because that's where our energy chakras lie and that the entity is attacking your chakras
3: interesting those are definitely energy points for sure. i never thought about them as being access points. Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy. It makes me want to close all my chakras
5: when you're supposed <laughs> to leave them open.
3: <laughs>
5: close them all. nobody's allowed in.
3: Yeah. That, I mean, that was crazy. You know, like one of the things that, that hits me is like in a lot of the stories that I read and uh, even on that video that's on Amazon Prime, the um, – the documentary uh, Is that that bed shook violently And it's like
5: that happened to us Yeah the one in the operating room Yeah in the operating mm-hmm. room That happened to us Yeah that one I think That was that was the first incident that got me And I was like okay this place is for real Yeah I, mean, I know. Other, other than like the the pressure feeling of the entire building in general, mm-hmm. but that was the first place where we heard like the scratching, the hissing, the shaking.
3: Yeah, I mean it was nuts, man. Like, all, and then, like three, four things happened at once. Yeah, um, and that bed hit, and Trisha's like Brad, and I'm like, he didn't do it. I saw it. <laughs> I was like,
5: my hands. I'm pretty sure my hands were like away from the bed. When yeah, and she's like
3: Brad, and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, nope, not me. Nope. <laughs> I like that she's the most like
5: northern girl. And we gave her the most redneck. Brad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's
5: like my grandma. She. She was a, uh, she wasn't very southern, but when she was matched up, Bradley Jean, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh,
3: so, uh, so we've got a couple um, as well that come from uh, the journals. Yeah. So, one of the cool things that they do is they have people journal uh, their experiences.
5: Which I'm pretty sure you filled an entire journal with ours. I filled
3: three pages. Yeah. Three yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah, it took yeah. me a while. Uh, but I filled three <laughs> pages. But yeah, you know, mine were mostly bullet points just because we didn't have a lot of time. Um, but, you know, other people put their experiences and a lot of people posted these online. They would take a picture of them and then post them online. And so we found a few. Uh, and so we've got one here. Brad, what do you got?
5: So this one is from an investigation team called Investigation Supernatural Unit. Uh, it is by a member named Justin N. I'm not going to say his last name for, uh, you know, to keep keep his, keep his identity safe. Sure. But, uh, well, I just told the name of the place. All I got to do is just, yeah. like, who's Justin? Who's got an N? All right, anyway, so his name is Justin N. This was on Wednesday, April 27th.
1: At approximately midnight, I, Justin N., felt a gust of wind go by me as I walked by the nursery door in the hallway. After about a minute, I felt a burning feeling on my neck We looked and saw two scratches on the left side of my neck. Towards the end of our investigation, around 5.30 a.m. on the 28th, I was in Virgil's closet, and I felt yet another burning feeling. This time, a scratch appeared on my right side of my neck. Overall, I absolutely love this experience, and I am planning on returning. Justin.
3: See, I don't like that because I got that burn feeling, too. man. And or he was feeling. never
5: seen again. Never
3: again. And now they're doing investigations into him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like that. I mean, that happened to me. I mean, that I got the burning scratches on my right side and one burning. I had like looked like three or four. Yeah. And then one on the other side.
5: I'm not going to lie. When you got scratched, I thought you'd done it to yourself unintentionally at first because I think you were like just shaven or something like that that day. And because you had like some stubbles on your neck and Mm -hmm. I thought maybe like you were scratching your neck and then like an hour later, like my neck feels weird. Yeah. But when you look at the scratches, which we I think we posted the pictures. If you look at it, it was on your right side of your neck, but it looks like somebody used their left hand and went back. So you can't do that with your own hand. I've been trying. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, good luck, but I I know what I felt.
4: (laughs) Wait, was not Rachel
5: left handed. I don't know if that's oh, true. Oh man, or not. don't do that! <laughs> I was like, oh no.
3: Um, but like I said, it it wasn't like a scratch. It didn't yeah. feel like that. It felt like
5: it burning like,
3: strips. Like, yeah,
5: it looked like a sunburn almost. Yeah, it's like crazy. it was
3: weird, man. I'm, I'm Kind of jealous.
5: I wanted to get scratched. Yeah, I would, would have traded you.
3: <laughs> well, if you remember too, I felt it on my arm too, but we it didn't red redden, redden up. Yeah, but um, yeah, because I, I keep forgetting about that because I didn't we didn't document that because nothing ha- it didn't read up, but I mean I definitely felt that burning scratch on my arm as well later on, all in Rachel's room. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here's another story. This one's actually from Sandra, uh, one of the staff there who we met that okay. was there. Uh, this is one of hers. This is uh, from February of 2017. Okay, um, so this is fun. This one says um, <laughs> fun. <laughs> During a public investigation, up in Jesse's room, about 9.25 p.m., we heard a growl while on the flashlight tour. Then, when coming out of Rachel's room, we heard what sounded like something being rolled or thrown. When we were in Dr. John's room, we had a girl that got touched on the leg. In the nursery upstairs, it felt like something tugged on my shirt. Then while in the servants' quarters a guy felt burning on his left hand and when looked, it appeared he had a red mark by his knuckle. This was during the short flashlight tour only. Also, when coming out of the basement we heard what sounded like a ball being kicked. Oh there we go. Yeah.
5: So those spirits and their ba- their their balls? Yeah, sure, that's what I'm saying. Spirit balls. Spirits and their balls
3: spirits and balls (laughs) but yeah so i mean rachel it's it's interesting because rachel's room is the room that felt like the least heavy
5: yeah which is interesting
3: like it felt like the least heavy but yet we had a beach ball get move like kicked across the room i got scratched in three different places the little rocking chair rocked even though i can debunk that um Mm. possibly you know like it's weird. It, it was the room that felt the least heavy.
5: See, it's the room that creeped me out almost the most because of the judgy-eyed, dolls oh, that the were judgy-eyed sitting on the doll. The
3: judgy-eyed doll,
5: yeah. Those things were weird. Did we take a picture of those?
3: Yeah, I got some pictures I uh believe. I don't know if I took a picture of the judgy-eyed doll.
5: Oh man, the I'm judgy-eyed doll. I, I thought I, it, I thought that was going to come to life.
3: Yeah, man. That's I was like it's looking right at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, what do we got next?
5: All right, so this next one comes from another individual who had uh, checked out the house. Her name is Skylar, and she visited on December 2nd of 2017. I went to the attic, the red room, and one of the men I was with said his arm got grabbed, so I raised his sleeve. When I raised his sleeve, it let go of his arm, but then grabbed my shoulder. Then... We were in Virgil's closet, and we were sitting there. We heard rustling around, and our camera, on night vision, shuddered from motion. As soon as that happened, I felt a hard push on my back and neck. We came back downstairs. I went to the bathroom and noticed in the mirror that my neck was extremely red and burning. We also believe Rachel was playing with the beach ball with us, and Gary was playing with the mini-mag flashlights with us. This was a very great place and experience. Thank you for this, Skylar.
4: There again,
5: those those scratch and and heat marks on the neck, dude. Those uh, those flashlights, those were kind of a detector for me a yeah, lot of times. Oh,
3: for sure. I mean, every time like we'd get to a heavy area, they'd start kind of blinking out.
5: Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, one of the tour guys when you guys had went up to the attic during the flashlight tour. And we were coming back down about to... I, they had just opened the bathroom door to show you guys the big tub and all that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was walking towards the servant's quarter door, which hadn't been opened yet, but it was the direction that we saw like the dark figure like slouched over and where we heard the running go off yeah, to.
3: Yeah, we felt it go off to, for sure.
5: And when I got close to it, I started feeling the pressure and my flashlight started going in and out. And every time I would get close to the door, it would go out, move away from the door, turn back on. So I turned to the tour guide and I'm like... This is pretty interesting. There's something in there. She's like, why do you say that? I was like, the lights are being affected. So I did that. and She's like, oh, that's weird. So then we go into the room. And as soon as I enter the room, my flashlight won't stay on. <laughs> and uh, I'm walking around. And I go and sit in this chair. And I don't know why, but the tour guide turns to me. And she goes, are you sure you haven't been here before? And I go, mm. I, no, I've never been here. She's like, because the house likes you. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> nope, never been here. I'm good. <laughs> and it did like me, that's for sure. Oh, uh,
3: that's not what I thought she was going to say. I thought she was going to be like,
5: you look just like a guy that did a flashlight tour two years ago. <laughs> his name was Brad, and we never saw him again. <laughs> and we know because
3: his his friend from northern Ohio said, Brad, <laughs> uh, so- Brad.
5: Brad. <laughs> Brad.
3: Uh, so, this last one here that we have, uh, this one actually comes from Gwen Ziegler, who's one of the tour guides, one of the managers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of her first experiences
5: there And so this oh, goes back this is back. the red room isn't yeah, it Yeah <laughs> this is in the red room
3: Where uh, the portal is, is thought to exist Now um, uh, It I, does
5: exist there Stefan There's well, no yeah. thought to it does
3: uh, And I listened to our entire EVP session That we had up there And of course we got nothing on the recorder um, But just listening back to go, uh, somebody going Oh ow it just pinched me Or oh gosh it's right there Oh it hit my chin You know like we can hear all those things like a lot of activity was happening in there for sure Oh yeah that room was very heavy um, And so I can't imagine So this is her story of sleeping there I can't even imagine uh, Check please there. yeah. Um, but this comes from all the way back From September 19, 2010 Oh dang I didn't know they'd been there that long Yeah Ooh. so uh, This is you know this Yeah roll that, roll that beautiful bean footage yeah. <laughs> This is Gwen's experience I hope I could make it clear just how horrific this encounter was for me. For your information, this whole experience happened within a 12-minute time frame. I went to the attic at approximately 6.35 a.m. and shut the door behind me to the red room. I heard the door click shut. I chose not to lock it. At 6.38 a.m., I texted my friend Jenny that I was going to sleep in the attic room. I lay down on the bed, never getting under the blankets. I had my phone. Glasses and flashlight beside me. All of a sudden I heard a pop sound, which was probably just the house settling, I figured. I thought nothing of it. I then heard a sound like new lumber falling. I know there was no new lumber in the house, but the sound had an echo of new lumber. I put my forearm over my forehead and instantly heard a stern male voice to my right telling me to wait. I attempted to move my arm and tell whom I believe was my spirit guide. I am not asleep. However, I was not able to move. In the next second, my eyes shut. I fight to move, but am unable to. I am then grabbed from something behind me, deep within the bed, and then pulled, jerked downward. I again hear, wake up. I fight to open my eyes, focusing on each one, seeing the colors gray and black. And I scream, no, only to hear it deep within me. My lips never moved. I made no sound. I remember telling myself not to scream too loud or I'll wake the guests. And then I heard again, who I believe was my spirit guide, say, yes, yell, you need to wake them up. You need help. I was finally able to open my left eye. I see my body lying on the bed as I am being pulled violently downward. Again, I scream, No! But no sound comes forth. I sense that if I do get to the bottom of this pit I seem to be being pulled into, that I will not be returning as myself. The more I am being pulled, I sense fear, evil, and pain, and hatred, and pure negativity. Somehow, I started clawing my way back up, my hands digging in What was dirt and roots, first one hand, and then the other, and then finally, freedom. I lay there, and I'm afraid. I was afraid to move. I wait for a second. My brain starts thinking. I move only my left arm down and pick up my phone. I call Jenny. Once Jenny answered, I held the phone to my ear and got the flashlight. I scanned the room, but I knew no one was there. That it was all in the bed. However, the door was no longer shut. I jumped up from the bed. I, I started crying, and I'm hurt. How could this happen to me? I'm so angry. Why would this happen to me? If something wanted to show me something, it didn't have to be this way. Jenny says she wants me to go downstairs, but I can't because if I leave the room due to this, then it has won. And if I become fearful of the addict, then what is next? I ask Jenny to call me back in 30 minutes to wake me up. She does. Nothing happens. When she calls, I ask for another 30 minutes. And she calls me again, but nothing happened. I leave to see the guests. You know, you often hear people say that heaven is so wonderful. That we can't wrap our brains around how just wonderful it is. Well, I'm here to tell you that the place my body was being pulled to was so bad Dark, evil, and intensely terrifying that you cannot wrap your brain around it. Once you feel it, it never leaves you. I also know that I was only pulled down a few feet. If I was nowhere near the bottom and I felt that much evil, then I can only fathom what it must have been like at the bottom. I feel as though something reached up and grabbed my soul and pulled me under. I since have felt despair and have very little energy. My voice has become monotone. I hugged my family very tightly when I got home, thankful to see them again. They will admit that I am curious to know what would have happened if I had had not fought my way back. I consider myself extremely lucky that I was able to escape. I want to warn anyone who is thinking about sleeping in the attic. Your body, of course, will survive. However, your soul will never be the same. And here's an interesting fact. I looked at my phone log and it showed the following. 6.38 AM, text message to Jenny. 6.50 AM, call to Jenny lasting 19 minutes. 7.57 AM, incoming call from Jenny lasting 32 seconds. 8.29 AM, incoming call from Jenny lasting one minute. I can tell you all this. Jenny is always on time, especially when she's worried. She remembers calling in exactly 30 minutes. And if you notice, there is 18 minutes missing from the time from when the time I hung up with Jenny at 7.09 and her phone call at 7.57. Oddly enough, when checking Jenny's phone log, there is no record of me calling her at all or her even calling me.
5: It's the creeper. It's got to be the Creeper.
3: Something. I mean, well, she's in that room in the portal, I mean, it's almost as if she astro projected and mm-hmm. uh, was being pulled into that portal.
5: When we discussed the Waverly Hills uh, episode, I think it was our first two episodes here on uh, WCHQ, and one of the things we talked about was the entity known as the Creeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, very interesting. The Creeper at the Waverly Hills uh, location is identified as not of this world not of this dimension moves very strangely the creeper at whisper's estate is described the exact same way not of this dimension moves very very quirky not of this world well and like i said that uh in the last episode my
3: night hag that i had last was Uh, Basically a creeper Had long Mm -hmm. arms And short legs Um And we've all I think we've always thought That they were From another dimension Or I mean Or outer space I don't know Yeah Um
5: But definitely not It's an inhuman spirit
3: Yeah It definitely didn't feel It didn't even They don't even feel demonic So to speak They definitely feel
5: Curious Extra dimensional You know For sure I remember when we When we were in the red room And I was starting to get a feel for it I remember Uh later that day after I'd woken up, I told you that it didn't feel malicious. It felt curious. Yeah,
3: there were a couple things in that red room, though, and some of them did feel malicious, but the, the two I think that we interacted with was what we thought was the creeper, mm-hmm. as well as a spirit that said that uh, through our um, through the app stuff, basically mm-hmm. said that he was stuck there, that he had hung himself. Yeah. And uh, from what we had gathered uh, from Trisha uh, and things like that was that it was jealous, so to speak, because all these creatures basically that was the airport essentially for that yeah. portal. And it could see all these uh, extra dimensional creatures being able to walk through and leave or enter this room at all times. And it really irritated him. He was so angry, like because wow. he couldn't leave and he was stuck in this room because he had hung himself.
5: So he was in a true limbo.
3: Yeah, he's in a true limbo, but like it was almost his hell as well because he got to see everything else leave.
5: Yeah. Did, did they ever explain why there are mirrors in every single room just kind of oddly placed
3: Uh, eh, probably just for uh, mirror gazing and and things like that
5: I feel like it's for room jumping for the spirits
3: uh, definitely theres a lot of theory that spirits use mirrors for for portal usage essentially you know there's a lot of you know a lot of old wives tales and stuff that say that if you're going to mm. do any spirit work to cover the mirrors
5: yeah because uh, one of the YouTube videos that I had found I sent you it was uh, it was named demonic possession witnessed at Whisper's Estate
3: yeah I was wondering if you were going to bring this up or not oh I'm bringing it up as we can
5: see Okay. <laughs> um, what I found really interesting about that was they were they had a lot of cool technology they were using mm-hmm. um, I don't really approve of their tactics they uh, a few of the people were using um, provocation Right, and I do not approve of provocation. Especially unless, not in this house. No, unless you're ready to go to battle and go to yeah. war with these spirits, do not provocate. At unless all. you're Ed Warren.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it. Don't do it.
5: Um, but there was one one device they had where it sent like these uh, waves into your brain, and essentially allowed your your body to to explore to. I guess almost like astral projecting Mm -hmm. a little bit. And one of the individuals that did it, he said that when he went into his trance, he was jumping from room to room using those mirrors and that he was seeing what everybody was doing. So it wasn't like a dream where he was like, Oh, so-and-so sitting at a table, you know, that's just what I'm dreaming. He, he felt like that what he was seeing was as he was jumping he jumped to the seance room and saw his friends in there doing the Ouija board. He jumped to the basement and saw his friends down there doing EVP sessions. And he was literally jumping around the house. And what felt like hours to him jumping from mirror to mirror was only like four or five minutes because they ended up pulling him from it because he had started to, uh, he, he like started trying to move and like run and get out. Um, and then there was another individual that they did this with as well, but he had a negative effect. Instead of uh, going into like an astral projection, a spirit entered him. And you mentioned this looking at the video. The look on his face in night vision when like this entity was trying to take him over was similar to what we saw in the mirror when I was mirror-gazing. Dark, black eyes. Didn't look like himself at all. It almost looked like he had fangs all of a sudden. Ugh. It was so creepy. And he started giggling and laughing and couldn't... Like keep a coherent sentence or anything like that. That's weird. So what do you what do you think about the video? I I think it's great. Um, they got some great EVPs out of it. They definitely, they definitely put themselves at risk. Uh, at one point, they had done a talking board session between just two people, and then one guy uh, started kind of. They called it partially possessing. Um, I think he might have just been feeling, feeling like an uncomfortable pressure, and he right. got up and left the session without saying goodbye, which, as we know, is very dangerous Ew. with Ouija boards. You always want to say goodbye. Um, the the main thing is I did not like the provocation because we've experienced that house, and I know I've joked before about using provocation, but I've never actually used it before. Even when we were doing our investigation, like I got a little stern with some of the spirits yeah, same but I, I never questioned their power i never questioned their abilities i never questioned their yeah existence.
3: i think we were more like come on
5: we were more like kids like please dad yeah, like, come, come
3: on, on magic- man show us that magic trick again that was um, so cool well it's it's an interesting question that you posed about mirrors uh being a portal to ghosts right and so uh, i laughed because um this is a big topic you know uh, and in fact, one person uh, stated that they believe that, yes, uh, here's what they said about mirrors and being portals. So this is off of Qura.com. It says, for generations, people have been fascinated by reflective surfaces. Because of this, many folk tales and legends were created. Mirrors are connected to portals. Here are more superstitions or do nots in relationships to mirrors. For mirrors are believed to pose dire risks. If a person is in bed and ill in a room, all mirrors should be covered. The reason for this is when a person is near a mirror, if it is a portal, it can take their soul. Oh, no thank you. Yeah. People should never look into a mirror at night or by candlelight. The reason, <laughs> the reason for this is because you might see a ghost or even your own death. When a person dies in a room, all the mirrors should be covered or turned towards the wall. The reason for this is so that the dead person's soul does not become lost in this portal. When a person is sleeping, they should cover all mirrors in the room. The reason for this is so negative energy cannot attack them. Along with this, it is said that a person should never place their bed in a way that a mirror can reflect it.
5: Dude, that I don't, I don't like that. Yep. Because but- when my when my grandmother passed away she was staring and smiling at the mirror oh no
3: Mm -mm. (sighs) finally a person should move their mirrors to different areas of the room the reason for this is so spirits or ghosts cannot use it as a portal do not buy or place old mirrors in your home if a previous owner to the home you rent or buy leaves a mirror or mirrors behind get rid of them If a mirror has been used for any kind of spiritual work, for divination or scrying uh, or mirror gazing, get rid of them because these practices supposedly open the portals. People who do this for a profession cleanse or do some kind of ritual with these mirrors in order to protect themselves. Finally, many places that are reputed to be haunted, such as old hotels, have mirrors that have definitely
5: become portals. I'm worried about Waverly Hills when it becomes the... The full hotel, the full whenever hotel. that's actually completed, whenever that might be a while. But just these stories we're getting for Whispers Estate and when it was a bed and breakfast, you know, there's a lot of energy that goes in there. So people experience a lot of things, you know, with Waverly Hills as it is now. We're not getting we're, we're getting a ton of evidence because people investigate it. But when people are going to be there nightly. Yeah. 24-7. I feel like that's when Fitz going to hit the shan. <laughs> Bring it, bringing all that back. on back <laughs> and that's going to be a place that even now I think you, me, Trisha Ed and even David because we're all very highly sensitive to this stuff and for some reason it likes us mm-hmm. need to go to Waverly again. For sure. Well uh, you've never been.
3: I've never been neither has my sister.
5: Okay so you both need to oh no yeah. take the Wonder Twins in there.
3: Yeah. Um, but here's the thing I want to I want to go back to Whispers um because one of the things that they said is please do not sage the house please do not cleanse the house Mm -hmm. like they want the spirits to be malevolent they want that because that's their money maker and i get it um but what that also means is all the mirror gazing and all the stuff that's in there if those superstitions and those things are correct
5: all that energy is just building
3: massive portals in there so uh, this harkens back to what you were saying that if that guy was indeed traveling through the mirrors just based off of the old superstitions and lore
5: Mm -hmm. it absolutely can be (sighs) <sighs> Come on guys. Be careful. <laughs> just be careful. I know it's fun but be careful. Cuz I you know when when I first did my first paranormal investigation like god's been probably about 10 years now. I was very I just I I didn't take caution. I just kind of went and just did, and, you know, I was you know I was being I was provocating and you know trying to make things happen. And now 10 years later learning about the supernatural the way i have learning about spirits i have such this respect for the paranormal and for these other dimensions of what we don't understand that i i don't go into these like hey if you don't show me something you're not real i'm going in going if you show me something great if you don't i still respect you
3: well and that's the thing and and i want to give a um just a PSA of sorts while we're here We can do a little spooky news in a sense Is you know we talk about These things and we do this stuff um, But we're very prepared when we yeah. go into Places and we mm-hmm. do things we, we make sure That safety comes first yeah. uh, And all of those things we we Try not to take risks heck we Stay away from provocation and things like yeah. that But a piece of spooky news is That a, a girl here in Louisville recently Just lost her life um, Climbing the trestle where the Popelik Monster is supposed to be Yeah, she was out with friends and they were hunting for the Popelik monster. And Was that confirmed that they were looking for the Popelik monster? Not confirmed but there's no other reason to climb that trestle. Yeah. I mean you know and I'm like oh I hope she didn't listen to our show you know. Um, no cause, because we
5: we put a PSA on that episode and said do not yeah. go there.
3: Um, But there's a perfect example. It's like yeah. when not, not just spiritual risk
4: mm-hmm. but
3: bodily risk. Yeah. Like if there's real risk at hand don't go you know and especially you youngsters out there and god that makes me sound old but it's like you know you definitely haven't had the experience to know what things are and things like that and it's it's easier to think you're messing with that because you don't believe in things yeah you know and who knows? i don't know I don't know. I that just really blew my mind to read that story about that girl here because I think she was seventeen.
5: She was young. She was I young.
3: Lost her life because of the train. I mean, the yeah. trains still run on that trestle. Like it's still a real thing. And uh, it, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, if you're gonna go out there, you know, we already said there's there's farmers with guns. Mm-hmm. Okay, they already don't like people out there. And and then there's just the 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 natural like. Animals that are out there There could be coyotes There could be all kinds of things Um and I'm
5: pretty sure the farmers don't take too kind to of people just showing up on their properties. No. Either.
3: And then the trestle itself is dangerous. It's yeah, like, very. you know, if you get permission to go out there, don't climb the trestle. No. You know, take your video footage, do whatever you're going to do. But I mean, I hope she wasn't drinking. And that's another thing. Don't don't drink and do drugs when you're doing this stuff. Um, you know, you need your head in the proper space. Yeah. You know, like I look back at to all the stuff that happened to us at Whisper's Estate. And if I had been drinking or doing some sort of drugs or something, My man I probably would have had a heart attack Yeah like because it was already Frightening enough and I'm someone Who looks for this stuff you know like Mm -hmm. I've experienced it my whole life but like It just mm, It just was extra
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know extra haunt
3: (laughs) But yeah Please please stay where that's my That's my PSA your PSA
5: Yeah we can fill it But I I think we have a pretty good little Um little program here that we need to start doing more. We need to visit these locations, investigate them ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it back to the people and let them know what we experience.
3: Yeah. I've actually, uh, through Ed have, uh, uh we on the Crybaby bridge episode. Um, I mentioned a, uh, comedian and paranormal investigator, uh, that i have now become friends with i'm gonna try to get her to come on and interview um Mm -hmm. i would love to get those experiences and same thing you know we're not doing a a listener story this week because we had so many things going on with whispers but you know as usual it's like if you have those stories or you're interested in coming on here and sharing your story or you you know you are part of a paranormal investigation uh team looking at you louisville ghost hunters uh you know reach out to us we would love to have you come on and talk about your experiences and things like that or like i said if you're just a normal joe and you know about legends and lore within your own town in uh southern or central indiana and kentucky or even southern illinois or southern ohio give us a ring or not ring don't call us but you know <laughs> email us at uh, fearscapepodcast at gmail.com and uh, send that to us. We want those stories. We would love to hear your experiences and uh, stuff like that. Or if you've got any leads, mm-hmm. you know, of places to go that you don't think that we might know, or are places we should investigate, or at yeah. least just research to do a, uh, an episode on. Let us know. Fearscape Podcast at gmail.com.
5: And if uh, Louisville Ghost Hunters are listening, if you wanna, if you wanna bring us in on a on a little investigation, we can do a a recap. Right yeah. here on the radio station, would that would be awesome. Would love that. I'm not. Um, I'm not begging. Like I'm not, but I'm no. not too proud to beg either. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, like going back to whispers of state, man. Like that last bit, we we had to rush the last bit, but I want to talk about it again. You yeah. know, we were sitting in there. You know, and and just all this stuff was going on. Like we we. The red room was already creepy. We were getting punched and and pinched and poked and brushed and all sorts of stuff like that. The the creature walked through my sister and I. We're getting cold Mm -hmm. spots in the hottest place in the house. Yeah. You know, and then we go into that seance room and we're just we're there and like that ball just shoots across the room.
5: I've I've never felt such an attraction to one part of the house. The entire night I I wanted to be there and I was fearful of that seance room. For good reason we find out Yeah and we talk about it again it's like It
3: felt like there were like 25 people in a room Maybe that could hold 8 Yeah maybe I mean it was just jam packed in there And there was only 4 physical presences in there And man that ball when it bounced And and like I said the interesting thing about the ball bouncing Is that it it didn't bounce really It just shot and then landed Like it's a bouncy ball I bounced it it bounces and uh
5: (laughs) bouncy balls don't get me
3: wrong we definitely double checked there was a small little incline and so we could see how it didn't roll back that way but it hit hard like why didn't it bounce back i mean the incline was minimal yeah you know and then we're sitting there we're trying to get the ball to bounce again and that penny pennies from heaven i
5: wish we'd got that yeah uh, well that's the other thing the
3: recording cut off like um it at 10 cut 10 minutes off at, and two seconds yeah 10 minutes and two seconds for some reason it stopped and no one's hands were on the recorder it was upside down it was no. the strangest thing uh and it, it just got
5: but turned... we, we could tell from from the recording we listened to that where it cut off was a mere like half a second before the penny was thrown
3: yeah it was crazy man and you know here's the other thing so uh we also did during that we did the speech to text yeah right and so this was my kind of sneaky way to try to get evps and there's a one point where um we say does anybody want to say anything
5: oh i remember this
3: and it says mama was made sorry for it by me because i barely touched it but i moved everything
5: i wonder if that's rachel
3: yeah, I don't know. I, you know, and I find that interesting. And then a, again, it says Mama was made sorry for it
5: because you got to remember the story. of Rachel, she was messing with the candles on the Christmas tree, and that's what caused her to catch oh,
3: fire. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because yeah, that, that didn't cool. match up with anything that we said. Yeah. Um. In fact, what we said is still there. Um. Because, like we said, we said, you know, uh, does anybody want to say anything? And then there's a pause. Yeah. Right. And then it says that. Um. And then, you know, just going down again, it's like, can you hear us? Can you hear us? And then it says, I wasn't running.
5: I just got goosebumps because of all the times we heard things or entities or children running around in that house.
3: Yeah. And then another one, here's another one, like looking down, it says, is there anyone there who wants to speak? And then it just says, shut up.
5: (laughs) I do remember that one too. Yeah.
3: like, And so it's like, here's these things that, you know... Are here, but they're not on the EVP. But yeah. they the the text, they the voice to text picked
5: it up. Yeah, I picked them up,
3: and I find that very very interesting.
5: That'll that'll be that'll be something we have to experiment and play with more mm-hmm. on other investigations, because if that if that is uh, working that well, that's going to be fun to play with for sure.
3: Yeah, I, like I'm kind of looking through again, seeing if there's anything else. Um...
5: Yeah, I went through all my EVPs and uh, nothing. I, I got nothing. Even the sessions uh, during the mirror gazing, I got nothing. Uh, mine and Ed's EVP session in the attic got nothing. But that's just going through a raw listen. I haven't actually put it into a program yet to enhance or anything like that. Yeah. So all that could change. Um, but I finally was able to download the program today. So hopefully by next week, I'll be able to present something if there's anything there.
3: Whew. Yeah, all I know is that was, (laughs) that whole
5: evening was um, something I'll never forget. Well, I'll tell you what, Stefan. I think that we've had enough ghosts. We're on episode something. I can't remember what Mm -hmm. number we're on now. We've had a lot of ghosts, a lot of cryptids. Um, Next week here on FearScape FM, we're going to Aliens.
3: Oh, okay. So we've touched a little bit on Kentucky Goblins, but that's about all we've touched on here.
5: Oh, we leave in Kentucky.
3: Oh, we're leaving Kentucky. we we, we, oh. we taking a trip, baby. Yay. I'm super excited. Uh,. Yeah, we're you know we, we love doing our Kentucky stuff, but uh, the world is is so full yeah. of some other stuff we want to share with you guys too. And I, and I cannot
5: wait to bring this to you all next week. It's gonna yeah. be fun.
3: And so we we will always dig back into Kentucky and Indiana and stuff, but sometimes we're gonna go out. And we're gonna go out. Oh yeah, and uh, hit some other places. So I'm super excited because I don't even know. Yeah, no it's exciting. just a prize. I'm <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, once again, send all your stories to us. Fearscape. Podcast at gmail.com We did have to change the email, um, so it is fearscape podcast at gmail.com Please send those stories, send any leads, send any uh, topics, uh, any of that stuff, uh, any like um, I don't know, uh, horrible things
5: you want to say to Ed. We'll get them to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah or or we, if we'll, we'll bring him on the podcast and say them to him personally.
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely want to start moving into not just ghosts and cryptids, but definitely aliens. Uh, we might even start doing a little bit of um, UFO stuff, like uh, mm-hmm. sightings and stuff like that. That be on the lookout for some new stuff coming Especially out. Especially
5: with the recent disclosure, I feel like I'm seeing yeah, it everywhere. We
3: talked, Ed and I talked about that, so I'm excited uh, about all that recent, ex- bleh, all that stuff. So. <laughs> it was so
5: weird being at the gym yesterday and just seeing all the news channels showing the ufo disclosure stuff everything so much
3: stuff is coming out right now i didn't think
5: i would live to see this this is insane
3: it's almost like someone told us about this stuff ahead of time weird weird uh but yeah thank you so much for tuning in as usual to 100.9 fm wchq all local music all the time uh this is fearscape fm we will be back every sunday at 9 p.m and so once again thank you all for tuning in this has been stefan and i will catch you on the flip
5: side and this has been Brad. Don't step in any weird spaceships, and as always, hold those blankets extra tight. Good night, folks.
2: I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. <laughs> Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your brackets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on The Escape. <laughs>
3: Hey, Blanket Huggers, Stefan here from Fearscape Paranormal Podcast, and do we have a scary good deal for you right now. If you head over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash Gamefly, you can get a 30-day free trial Gamefly subscription on us. Now, if you're not familiar with Gamefly, it's a game and movie rental service where you can play the hottest video games for systems like the Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or even the PS4. You can get up to two games or movies out at a time, and you can do that an unlimited amount of time times a month josh and i love to play our game systems and i am really enjoying the final fantasy 7 remake right now and if you're like me games are too expensive to buy and beat in the same weekend well with gamefly you can get it and keep a game as long as you need then you just send it back and get the next game on your list so head on over to fearscapepodcast.com forward slash gamefly today and give it a try